You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, oh man, oh, oh crap, oh, oh goodness. It's the NBA free agency has begun at the time of the recording of this podcast. It's uh, Adil Royster, host of the Out of Sight podcast. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. But there's nothing chill about this dang NBA free agency already. Already got a lot to get into. Um, therefore, we brought on Dave Early, associate editor of Liberty Ballers. We're going to talk about free agency so far and final thoughts on the draft as well. And just see where the landscape is after some of these dominoes have fallen already. Kyle Lowry's fallen already. Lonzo Ball has fallen already. We're just going to see how this goes. It's 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 a point guard rich market there, Dave. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Breaking news as I'm saying this: Robert Covington has tweeted people getting paid with three flying cash stacks. Uh, Rob, believe me, if we could have you back here, I would be the first <laughs> one to pick you up at philly international i just want you to know that right now i miss me some lord covington i miss using that meme on a nightly basis let's start with the draft sixers got Jaden springer 28th and did you feel it was kind of like last year where you know maxi fell as far as he did like wasn't springer rated pretty dang high on some people's boards yes yeah um i like it a lot like you know, I know that the Sixers over the last few years have been interested in finding an older player, a guy with a little more experience. You know, the t- the type of thing Greg Popovich would like to do for a long time. Right. Where maybe I can play you in your first year, maybe your second year, um, but you're not a massive project. Um, and that's why we saw them go for guys like Matisse, who I think he was 22 when they got him. And Daryl has now twice – Although Keith Pompey mentions that um, Elton Brand had a lot to do with the maxi pick as well. But, but now twice with Darryl Morey, we've gotten young guys who kind of fell, who you really weren't sure. They weren't no-brainer fits because you're always looking for shooters if you have Ben Simmons. Um, I guess that's a much bigger question mark this time around. So if Ben is gone, um, you really would love – Springer's defense. If Ben is here, you're really going to need Springer's shooting for him to get on the court. Um, but but yeah, picking really young guys, basically just taking best player available, it seemed like. And it's another one of those drafts where an SEC guard falls further than people thought he was, and Daryl Morey just comes in like, oh, you, you guys aren't going to take him? 27 guys passed on you? Uh, okay, I'll, we'll We'll fall on that sword happily. That's fine. More than happily, yeah. Um, there's this dude uh, on, on Twitter that I follow, Jesse Fisher, who's got a board. Um, and he had Springer his fifth-rated prospect. Wow. Yeah, so 
I mean, there could just be sick value here. Uh, I spent a lot of time watching his jump shot. Like I watched like tons and tons of Springer attempts, um, catch and shoot, pull-ups, free throws to try to get some sense of what he's like as a shooter. Cause you know, with a guy who's like an outstanding on ball defender, that's going to be a big swing skill for whether or not he gets paid. Like some of these guys are today. Right. And I hear what you're saying about looking at free throws and jump shots and all like that. And always, every time you look at free throw percentage as kind of, kind of a litmus test of how good of a shooter somebody can be in his one year at Tennessee, he shot 81% from the free throw line, but he also shot 43% from three. Unfortunately, that was only on, you know, 46 total attempts last year. So small sample size, or do you kind of see where there might be some potential a little bit? Yeah, I agree. I I agree with you. I think the free throw is kind of like, you don't, you don't really get this lab scenario in football like it would be the equivalent would be like uh if everyone had to stop and the quarterback gets to throw a 10-yard pass to a standing still receiver right how good is he that and then that tells you like okay we know that he's accurate when there's no movement no no running no no defenders um Jaden can hit those shots um I did notice and this is the thing that a lot of players do on his first of two, he's kind of there to stay. He takes his free throw on the second of two, when he knows he's got to get back on D he's got a little fade to his shot. And sometimes he'll miss the second of two long or short. I don't know any data that he's worse on the second, but I have seen him start to sag back on his heels to get back on D on that second one. So I would just say like, just stay at the line for both free throws. I will say this with free throw percentage as it relates to three-point shooting. Maxi had an 83% free throw rate at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Didn't completely translate all the way to the NBA where he shot about 30% on 100 total made threes. Is that more because of like playing time or just didn't have the opportunity to, to you know, jack up as many as he wanted to? Because he did have that one game where like you saw flashes where he'll go like three or five from downtown. Like that's there for him. So I feel like it might be a small sample size for Springer, but at least I can kind of see where the potential may lie, given what we've already seen with Maxi. You know, I think there's so many variables between the the two shots, a free throw and a a live action NBA three pointer that it's, it's important. Like you want to see, he shot 61 of 70 on his regular season pro free throw. That's 87%. So a lot of ways it it did translate. Did it mean he was going to come in as a rookie and shoot like 37%? No, he shot 30% on 103 attempts. But, you know, again, like that's live action. Some of those are off the dribble. Like the Sixers at times asked him to do big things. Like there was a week where Ben Simmons had a non-COVID illness and Tyrese Maxey, remember that Denver game where he oh, shot man. over 30 times? So he he got like the indoctrination that Shake got a year ago. It was like, well, you're our only source of offense. So please go to town. He took some <laughs> tough shots. In the second round, the Sixers had a pick and they they bought a pick, uh, triggering the following response for me. 
Sixers buying second round picks in this economy? No. Uh, <laughs> but with the first of the two picks, they picked up uh, Philip Petrusev coming over from uh, KK Mega Basket. Uh, we're going to have another one of those fun summers of like, is he coming over? So it's always nice to <laughs> replay that old record. I think we already know he's not coming over. The, 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 Daryl Murray confirmed he doesn't think he's coming over or something like that. The night this of. year or permanently? The, <laughs> this year. Okay. This year I can understand, but just like draft and stash forever. Just no, can we not have that? I uh, believe he's a stash for this coming year. Yeah played his college ball at gonzaga so uh i trust that program uh that program has produced some some studs uh none of which happened to be adam morrison but that's just my personal displeasure with adam morrison petrusev was the nb was the mvp in his league and i'm like is anybody else not scouting these guys what's going on Yeah, yeah. Um, How did the Sixers just keep falling into these guys with Petrusev and and Paul Reed? Like, is Daryl the only one looking at these guys? Because I feel like he is now. It's a good question how they fell so far. I think if you had to explain it, it would be like um, there's just everyone's watching the perimeter play is is what sort of – garnering you know the nba's attention that's where everyone is that's these wings are going higher and higher right shooting is is a premium and so these bigs are getting pushed back further than they would uh in years prior i think that's my best explanation i mean uh, oh you um, want you want shooting dave you want shooting can can i interest you in mr petrusev who made damn near 42 percent of his threes for uh, a kk mega basket his jumper looks good. Uh, his form looks good to me. I mean, That's he, crazy uh, town. I doesn't I, have like the – go ahead. I will say this, and this was brought up during the draft live stream. Uh, defense is kind of a question with him, as was uh, Alpern Shungun, who was taken by um, – I want to say it was either Atlanta or San Antonio, one of, or Oklahoma City, I think it was. But uh, I, I like Shin Goon as high as nine to Sacramento, but I, I see where it comes in with defense. But if he comes over and he's just like the stretch four off the bench that the Sixers have been pining over the last couple of years, that's, that's totally worth it for just a one-year stash, like almost kind of like Dario in a way. This is the reason that Brian Colangelo moved up for Pasechnik. <laughs> <laughs> He knew he knew the value of a stretch break. He once took on Andrea Bargnani first overall. He at least got it. You got to have a stretch five. <laughs> are, are you trying to say that uh, Brian Colangelo was ahead of the curve in terms of the stretch four, stretch five? I'm saying he he at least understood the value of it. He he drafted guys like Jonah Bolden. You're gonna um, make me kind of. You're, you're gonna make me give positive praise to brian colangelo on this podcast dave is that what you're doing right now is that what that better not be what you're doing we can take it all back for the way it played out because he also traded okafer for like trevor booker and and roster to amir johnson and all these guys who we knew weren't gonna weren't gonna stretch the floor but uh he he did think about it and tried to do it here and there 
And Charles Bassey is another one of those like stretch bigs. I mean, he doesn't hit with the same volume as Petrusev, but it's there. And if you have two lottery tickets for a decent stretch big off the bench, uh, sure, let's cash those in, see which one pans out. I, I like Bassey. I like Bassey. He, he's got some like really exciting plays. He flashes some yes. power and athleticism on tape where you're like, whoa. Um, you always want to temper your expectations because when you pull up any 53rd overall picks highlights, you're always like, wow, that guy's awesome. And then he doesn't make the NBA. And that could be the case again. And then um, you realize he played at Western Kentucky, and that might be why he went all the way to 53rd. Are you, uh, are you, t- are you taking a poop on the Hilltoppers? What is, what's going on? <laughs> I, I might be. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's not many draft picks coming out of the powerhouse of Western Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky, was, sure. Yeah, yeah. He was a top 18 overall coming out of high school prospect for ESPN. Um, yeah, I think he was going to pick around where Tyrese Maxey went before he had the gruesome uh, to be a plateau injury that J.J. Watt had before the injury. Yeah, I liked Charles Bassey um, when he was coming out uh, last year, you know, before the injury, like I said, and I liked him in the first round. I didn't think the Sixers would take a chance on him. But yeah, it just goes to show you, man, like Daryl Morey knows what he's doing in terms of like where to pick up these like just these bodies and even if Bassey just goes right to the G League he's still a body and he's gonna get menaced down there and he's gonna kind of see where he fits into the NBA yeah Maury's got the track record of finding finding really helpful guys pretty late like Beverly Clint Capella Montrez Harrell so um you know the, the, one of these guys can be good. Maybe they maybe they won't both be, but <laughs> if you get to stash one and the other comes over right away, um, there's a good chance that you get a, a rosterable player here. Okay, so it's free agency time, and we're going to get into everything that has dropped already. But real quick, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and yeah, we're getting into this free agency business. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so at the time of this recording, it is 7.15 Eastern on August 2nd. The trade market is open, has been open for about an hour. Kyle Lowry to Miami. Now, Lowry was on the Sixers radar for a while. And I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Does Lowry to the Sixers 
would that have made them 100% favorites in the East? And then second part, now that Lowry's in Miami, that big three of Lowry, Butler, and Bam, how good is that Heat team? Are they top three in the East? I don't think so. So the first part, they would not have been favorites in the East. The Nets still would be. Um, yes. And I think the the Bucks would probably still be ahead of the Sixers, um, because I think I think having won the championship buys you a little bit of standing with with Vegas and the, the odds makers. And I think the Ben Simmons situation and the unknown surrounding whether or not he'll even be here would just just give. Um, odds makers enough pause to say i don't know what's going on here um but yeah lowry lowry would have been a huge get because if they got him it would have probably been for for danny green as a sign trade wherever he wound up i don't know um and that would have been pretty exciting it, it would have been hard not to get excited even though he's older to come to a core and now you have a big four um and and the chance to to trade ben if, if someone else became available if if they wanted to do that uh, going to Miami, yeah, I think you could argue he makes them the third best team. Um, the Sixers are there, and I wouldn't count them out. They could – I mean, Joel Embiid is the top five player. And so if Ben Simmons is on the team, we could at least pencil them in for a top five defense with a top five player, which is pretty darn good. So they, you can't count them out as the third best team in the East. But you also couldn't pencil them in there – as the third seed too confidently either. Honestly, I don't know if Lowry, just Lowry, and then they re-signed Duncan Robinson to $90 million over, what was that, four years, five years? Five years, yeah, yeah five good, years. Good luck Big with money. that contract, Miami. Goodness gracious. Is Duncan Robinson, am I missing something? Is Duncan Robinson really a $20 million a year player? I, what I guess am I missing? I guess I'll take the easy road and say he's like peak Kyle Corver, right? Is that fair? Uh, he's That's just a fair, but you're not giving Kyle Corver $90 million. You wouldn't have then, but would you to, in today's economy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shooters are at a premium now. That is true. Yeah, it's, it's about 18 mil a year and he might not get the fifth, fifth year of it. Um, if he opts out and, and can do better. Um, but yeah, it's a big contract. Uh, I guess l letting him walk would have hurt, right? So yeah, I, if, I guess they got something. Him, I guess. Yeah, it's not necessarily like you would have had a ton of cap space to work with. You might have had to get a much cheaper guy if you didn't do this. So maybe it's maybe it's as simple as hey, if management wants to pay these exorbitant bills, let's do it. Lonzo Ball, another name that has been rumored in some dark really <laughs> really uh really dark spaces of sixers twitter uh lonzo gets a four-year 85 million dollar sheet with the bulls and that was part of a sign and trade sataransky garrett temple and a second round pick to new orleans um i can't imagine that makes zion happy i don't really understand it at all i mean this is to me this is so far the most confusing thing that i've seen i i don't like i know that lonzo ball is not the perfect player um 
our Jackson Frank wrote a really, really good piece on him recently. If you haven't read that, I, I want to give it a plug because he talks about his real flaws, but also his real strengths. He's not a superstar, but he does kind of, at this point, he kind of has the floor of a good three and D player, you know? Yes. Um, and so you'd happily pay 15 million for a good three and D player. The Sixers will be lucky to get Danny green back as of this recording. They have not yet. And I'm really nervous to see if they lose him for nothing. Cause that would hurt. There's a lot um, of Lakers I, rumors being thrown around, which I don't know how they make that work with the, with I'm telling the, you, man, with the, I texted lack, my friends. with the utter lack of calf space, the Lakers have. I texted my friends when, when Danny said, when he talked about Ben and how Ben, like, if you don't push him, he's not someone who will push himself. And I was like, Oh, he's out of here. He's not worried about any awkward locker rooms. Right. Um, <laughs> he, he's gone and he knows it. And then Pompey wrote like, I don't expect Danny green to come back. So I wonder if that's been known that he just like, just didn't love it here or whatever. I don't know. Um, Sixers have possibly lost Danny green. They've also possibly lost, Furkan Korkmaz, the Cavaliers are kind of sniffing around a little bit. And on the one hand, I'm like, oh, cool, Furkan, go go get your bag, go get your money. And that makes me a little bit depressed, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I guess this means that Isaiah Joe gets to step in a little bit, maybe? It's not really fair to expect him to be able to do that True. I mean, it'd be great if he could but um it, it hurt the way uh the cork fizzled yeah. in the playoffs like he, he was there was a couple games there where the Sixers just needed anyone to score and we were at home and just no one could do it and cork Maz was included in some of those games where he just wasn't hitting his shots um <sighs> not over that yet but um it, but going back to going back to ball um i like it a lot for the bulls and it bring it brings up memories of like i know the sixers were pursuing kyle lowry at the deadline i wanted them to pursue lonzo who like it almost feels like they're not really getting something great back for him i know they're not losing him for nothing with sataransky in a second and all that but it, it kind of feels like it kind of feels like they didn't get nothing out of the trade they didn't get, yeah, they didn't get anything good. Is that what you mean? And nothing really, not, let me put it this way. There is nothing in that Lonzo Ball deal on the New Orleans side that they received where I'm thinking to myself, okay, that guy plus Brandon Ingram plus Zion, all right, let's roll with the Pelicans. Let's see what they can do now that they have the third guy. And like you said, Look, man, Lonzo spoke, might not he be. Said the... he's not happy here, didn't he? <laughs> well, I guess. But uh, maybe we should have taken that as gospel. Listen, Lavar, if you thought dealing with uh, Lakers ownership and New or New Orleans ownership was something, yeah, now your guys Jerry Reinsdorf. Have fun with that, my friend. Enjoy. <laughs> I want, it, I want it Enjoy cover... the hell out of that. I wanted to cover the. Um the Simmons Lonzo weird weirdness and LeVar. Uh, I wanted the Sixers to get Lonzo. I'm disappointed. So now that Lonzo is in Chicago, let's ask this question. Does that take Ben Simmons off the table? Because a lot of 
hay has been made on uh simmons for zach levine one for one swap which i don't like at all and i have chronicled many times on many liberty ballers podcasts even shouting from the art museum steps do not trade for zach levine uh there's not video of that but just believe me that it happened um is chicago any real player for ben simmons in a trade now because i feel with lonzo ball that kind of takes him out of it before i answer that i will say uh, our <laughs> listeners will already know this but cork Maz is staying yeah he has signed three-year 15 million dollar deal um that's a pretty good, good value deal. for the sixers there great value five million a year great value more more cork um, is being popped for next season let's go good job good job maury and brand good job um so I wouldn't say it completely takes it off the table, but I think it was already kind of off the table in a non-definite way. I think they would have to open up the year being pretty crappy for Zach to say, I want out of here. I think yep. he's looking forward to his next contract and I think it would be biggest there. Um, I, I guess teams are, you know, these, these guys like Beal uh, and Levine and, even, you know, even pure sweat guys like those two I just named don't seem to be clamoring to play with Joel Embiid for whatever reason. Interesting. Um, maybe they like having a more spread floor. Maybe the idea of having to share with a guy who's already in the paint isn't their favorite. Or maybe it's just about the money and, and they're going to get the biggest, you know, they could each get a five-year deal a year from today and then ask out a year from that point when they're, you know, 28, 29, whatever. So it could just be that. Usually it's, what do they say from the wire? Just follow the money. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All, I always appreciate a good quote from the wire. Always. You can drop them even if they don't necessarily make sense in the context of the conversation. Just do it. If you, if you follow the money, you never know where you're going to wind up. Man. Exactly. Uh, people, uh, people might take away like the Sixers are not a destination team, but it could just be as simple as the Sixers don't have cap space. Of course they're not. All right. Lowry's now in Miami. I don't know how Simmons to Toronto works. I I really don't. I'm not doing it for Siakam, that's for sure. Um so I guess that just leads me to where do we go from here? I mean, they re-signed Corkmaz and that's great. And hopefully they can get another proven veteran in under the mle we'll see what happens but yeah i don't know it's weird having a team that is in championship contention and you're thinking to yourself okay what can they do with the cap space they have or very little that they have and i just don't know what options are really left wouldn't, have, it, wouldn't it be funny if the fan base wanted nothing more than to run it back in 2019 and nothing less in 2021 and they get the run it back this year. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I, I I feel like that could happen here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have no problem running it back with this team. I have been very much on the hill of, okay, every player is going to have one of those awful career-defining series where it's like a come-to-Jesus moment. Maybe this is the one for Ben. We'll have to see. But, but I, I, I at least want to give him the first like month, month and a half. A lot of our uh, fellow Liberty Ballers want him gone, and and they just they think it's too untenable, and they're disgusted with him. 
Um, oh, great. The, I'm the, the only one dying on is, this hill. That's fantastic, guys. Appreciate it. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, my, my stance is just sort of the same. Like, I, I would be open to trading Ben, but I would have been open to trading him a year ago. Tell, talk to me what the freaking deal is. I'm not just going to do it. Yeah. Um, and this is, irony, not, think, this is not Philadelphia Eagles do the deal Twitter. That's not what this is. Right, because if you if you have that type of leverage, then you're gonna fleece Daryl Morey, and I don't think he wants to get fleeced. Yeah. Uh, and the and the irony of it all is that like Ben is the type of player that he would be sniffing around if Ben were on another team. He'd be like, oh, you kind of misused him by leaving him in the dunker spot. And now your fan base and best player don't want him around. Yeah. I would love to get that guy. I'd love to buy low on that player and, and actually utilize him in a, in a way that's better than he's been utilized. But the funny thing about it is why didn't he say that in March? Um, right. We were, me and you were talking like, they're definitely not like doing much to get Ben Simmons confidence up there. There's, I get why he's in the dunker spot when Joel Embiid's posting up, but I don't get it when, when Tobias Harris is dribbling around top of the key and, and um, Dwight Howard is in the post also. Or yeah, exactly. Why are, why are we doing Tobias Dwight Howard lineups? Why was that a thing? It should have been Ben Simmons in that spot, but let's I don't not, know. let's not make our listeners ears bleed by going right. down that road. I'm right sorry. Now. I apologize. You're right. <laughs> You're right. When you're right, you're right. And I'm just, I'm not doing that. We've, My ears will bleed here. We've <laughs> had, an, we've had enough of that already this off season thinking about that, but you know, hopefully doc will get his head out of his keister. Uh, I use keister cause it's a family program. Um, <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens going into this next training camp. I will say looking at the summer league roster, I am going to watch so much Sixers Summer League. It's going to be fantastic. Maxie, Summer League is pretty fun. Maxi just um, dropping 50 every night. Let's go. It's kind of it's kind of weird and fun that a team who's in win now mode have like a lot of names that are like prospects, isn't it? Like Yeah. The Blazers had like just Anthony Simons and now the Sixers have Maxi, Joe, B-ball, Paul, Bassie, Springer. Springer. There's a lot of guys you want to see get reps. Always going to be fun. Uh, so real quick, Zach Collins has agreed to a three-year, $22 million deal with San Antonio. Uh, when does he get to play again? Or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is he pl- when is he playing? <laughs> I don't know. What Didn't he just do another injury? <laughs> uh, Alex Burks getting some more of that New York bag, three years, $30 million. It felt like a lot when I saw the number. Remember, he was like a, a minimum salary guy when we traded for him. right. Um, but I guess he's good enough where if he's making about ten million a year, and so is Nerlens, who got a similar deal, that they could use those guys as trade salaries. Like we're happy to have you. Welcome back. Let's. We're happy to do what we did last year again and just be fun and competitive. Um, but we also now have some ways to trade for someone like two or three of these $10 million contracts equals one thirty million million contract. And this one just depresses me and makes me upset because this is a guy that I kind of targeted and I thought he would be available for that kind of money. Bobby Portis, two years, $9 million to return to Milwaukee. Four and a half mil to stay in Milwaukee. Damn it. So I, this, I hate Milwaukee this hurts, now. Man. I this hate Milwaukee. Because 
the seven your favorite team the 76ers have a like one of the best gms in the entire league in daryl morey and he and we wind up with dwight howard and, and they wound up with bobby portis for 3.8 million dollars and you wonder if that was flipped what would the conference finals have looked like um i don't it know look, how they it would look made like it a lot of confetti falling at the wells fargo center that's what it would look like it would and not premature and not premature confetti either like right on time there's definitely a non-zero percent chance that they would have won the title if if you could have made that swap uh and i don't think it would have been impossible like you had a pretty darn good sell a year ago you could have said look we're going to load manage joel for 20 games and he's going to sit for 12 minutes so that's 20 games you get to start and then every other game you're you're a important backup to us and i'll just end this pod with the kings doing sacramento kings like things uh they sign mo harkless and then they just inked alex len to a two-year deal alex len, native he alex len is still in the league he's still playing professional basketball i i guess i guess so yeah you know he's a serviceable old school big Sure. We'll, we'll give it, we'll give him those adjectives. Sure. I'll give him that. Backup and no- center Boban Marjanovic, new deal with Dallas, our guy. Oh, man. I, <laughs> there are times where I kind of miss Boban. Not, and and the, <laughs> it's very specific timing, just not in any kind of important playoff series. That's when I miss it was him. Ex- I'll say this. It was extremely fun watching Clippers go up against a two, three zone with with Boban and Porzingis <laughs> on the back half. Oh my god! I was like, "What am I watching? This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen." Is this basketball? What am I watching right here? I'm. Yeah. I thought I was watching basketball. I don't know what this is now. Dave TJ, Early, TJ, you have any thoughts on TJ getting a four-year, thirty-five million dollar deal to stay? Uh good for him. Uh good for him. I think that TJ is one of those underrated players that, and it's. It's a fairly decent deal, too. I don't think he's overpaid. I don't think he's under underpaid. It's right in that sweet spot where I think TJ deserves right there, and I think he's in it. So, shout oh, out to... Oh, Moose. Moose. Moose Muscala stays in OKC. Uh, another one of those guys where it makes me kind of think, wait, he's still in the league? Damn, okay. Just <laughs> feels like everyone has a connection to the Sixers somehow. <laughs> Except Alex Lynn. I want no I want no connection between Alex Lynn and the Sixers team. True, true, true. <laughs> Dave, as we watch, as we consume NBA free agency going, uh, I'm sure you're gonna be on it. Do you have anything planned for this week as far as like pieces? Uh no particular hurry this week, anything going on in terms of free agency special? Um, I, I just recorded a no particular hurry. It's on pause right now. Um, the, the subject wasn't prepared to release, so we'll do that hold and maybe I'll do another one nice. in terms of pieces. I'm thinking of doing a piece on the, on big surprise. Uh, certainly not the first to write about the Ben Simmons trade market, How but, novel. but pretends perhaps more on the, like, are would they, what would it really be like if he was still here? Like we keep hearing these asks where Daryl Morey wants an all-star and four picks, which makes you think like, okay, he's not going to get that. Is he hoping 
that someone gets anywhere close to that? Or is he just so far off that he's not even going to consider trading Ben Simmons? Um, I don't know. It just, it just seems like he's just waiting for some team to get really desperate. But yeah. on the flip side, on the flip side, I like him going with the the uh, pawn shop analogy that I did. Like, listen, when you go into a pawn shop and you're trying to sell something, you start with the highest offer that you can get and then negotiate on the way down. And I don't mind Daryl doing it this way. Is it like the fantasy football thing where you send a bad offer to everyone in the league and hope someone accidentally accepts? I mean, I can't confirm nor deny that I've done that in fantasy, but you know, <laughs> if it works, it works. <laughs> you know, if the, <laughs> for Offer example, spamming. if the, if the Bulls are willing to give us Zach Levine and like five okay. first round picks, uh, I'm not a hundred percent against it. Cause you can always flip those picks and get uh, the, the guys that fit, you know, you could get Levine and your boy Covington and more. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's end that on, let's end this podcast on a good note because it ended with Robert Covington being back on the Sixers. <laughs> Dave, always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this free agency and off season deal goes. And I don't know, you know, I, if he's traded, if he's not traded, I just want, I just want Ben Simmons to work out. I really do. Cause I, I love this guy. I love having this guy on my team. I don't know why I do, I'm a glutton for punishment, but I enjoy it. I'm with you. I feel like we're a dying breed of fans of, of huge fans of both Embiid and Ben. Um, but I know there's others out there too. And I'm still one of them. Me and Dave are the, we're the tag team that supports Ben Simmons. We're out here dressed like Legion of Doom, like the 80s. So yeah. <laughs> or the rocker spandex. With the Legion of Doom no, spike no, 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 no. Nobody wants to see me rocking spandex. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see me try to squeeze my 40-year-old butt. But the drop spandex. kicks. Drop kicks. Drop kicks are nice. Drop kicks are nice. <laughs> Dave, always always love having you. And I will talk to you soon, buddy. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd Call mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.